Hello, this is Yaro Starek, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Today's guest is Leonie Dawson. Hello, this is Yaro Starek, and welcome to an Entrepreneur's Journey interview, which I have to say, this is possibly the most exciting interview I've done in a while. Uh, for so many reasons, but I can't, I don't know what the number one reason is. Maybe it's because I have a, a fellow Australian on the line, although I don't sound Australian, but you hear our guest, Leonie, she definitely sounds Australian. So uh, first of all, Leonie Dawson, thank you for joining me. Oh, thanks so much. And yeah, I, there's no way that I can cover up this this accent of mine. It's very, <laughs> what I like to call small town, regional, like northern Australian accent. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming that's where you you were born, right? Yeah, I was born in a little town, a little country town in in northern Queensland. Okay, well, I was born in Brisbane, so a slightly larger country town in Queensland. Yes, not by much, but uh, <laughs> well, no, you guys are like the big smoke, man. Like yeah. you guys are the big smoke. You're so cosmopolitan. Uh, well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I think I had a Kath and Kim moment there. Um, <laughs> Raised with that territory so easily. It's almost like I can parody myself. Yeah, I'm sure you do many times. But um, in case you're wondering, Leonie Dawson uh, runs an online business that's now doing over a million dollars a year. And why I wanted to get Leonie on, besides talking about how she does that, Leonie has one of the best, I don't know how to say this, the, the, the strongest sense of I don't want to call it a personal brand, even though it is a personal brand, but it's this um, personalization to the way she communicates, how she presents her media, because you use a lot of artwork, which, I'm, which I know you do yourself, right, with a lot of your, your emails, your blog itself, even your sales pages I look at and go, this is like a drawing. And um, that I find particularly special, and I'm sure it's a key component in the success you've had, but also that's a reflection of Leone's personality, which we will hear comes through. And I think that's all been a big part of why you built such a large following and have a successful business. Is that a good summary? I, well, yeah, I think so. I'm kind of really blushing. Like for everyone listening, like I was just telling Yarrow that when I got the interview request from Yarrow, like I um, had to do Eye of the Tiger, which is my victory song. And I was dancing around the room uh, and I was on a call with um, all my team members and then so we're all like whoa, whoa super excited and then I had to like lay down on the floor and emotionally process it because I was so happy <laughs> um so obviously I get overstimulated like really easy so like the, even the idea that you know who I am is like blowing my mind <laughs> well I'll, I'll speak with the monotone tone of voice to keep you in control <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the anchor to keep you <laughs> controlled here. Um, well, I actually kind of am curious because Leonie's done, well, you've done online business for as long as I've done online business. So I don't remember when I, I first got in touch with you, but I know I was recently, when I say recently, within the last three years, uh, requested by one of my interview club members actually to get you on um, the show. And that was when I really had a good dig into your your work and the what basically because I was curious about your sales funnel actually I wanted to see what products you were selling and you know how you were selling them and um, I, I kind of maybe initially lumped you into that sort of very popular at the moment Marie Forleo women teaching women how to do business box but as I continued to I guess consume and obviously was on your email list 
I really felt that there's something different about the way you presented yourself online. You're definitely not holding back with your personality. And maybe it's just because your personality is the way it is, Leonie. I don't know. But um, <laughs> it definitely came through as a distinct point of difference to every other woman teaching women how to do business. Well, yeah, basically, plus, like, I always always laugh when people go, ah, oh, you're just, like, you know, you're a beast girl. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I didn't even know who Maurice Fuller was, like, nearly 11 years ago when I started blogging. Right. Um, it's just, you know, like, there's so many great teachers out there, and I love learning from, from all of them, and everyone's got their own point. But, you know, I just can't deal with the idea of um, teaching people what I know in a really bland way like that would just fucking bore me to tears, truth be told. <laughs> um, and, you know, like my – I'm not really motivated by money. It doesn't – like it doesn't excite me. Like I do not like get a boner over money. Um, and so I really have – like I just want something that's creative and spiritual. That's like my dream job. And so wherever I can weave all of that into the digital world, that makes me super happy. Uh, and, you know, I, I basically started out doing self-help stuff. Um, I ran, um, you know, spiritual and creativity e-courses and that sort of stuff. And it was only after I hit six figures that people started saying, oh, look, can you then teach us hippies, like, how to, <laughs> like, create business? So, you know, like, I really am pretty niche. Like, I, I prefer just to teach people who are hippies or who get that this is this is a rainbow unicorn ride like this is <laughs> yes there are there's glitter involved like I, i'm not going to be apologetic about that <laughs> no and, and i think that's what's so unique about your work there's a lot of as you said rainbows and unicorns which will turn off a bunch of people uh, oh, but definitely. it will certainly gravitate like pull a lot of other people who love that style but we're getting ahead of ourselves i'd love to go back sure, to that, that that early days so 11 years as a blogger even before that was, what were you doing? Sure. So, um, you know, when I, was, when I was a kid, I really wanted to be either an artist or a writer or somebody who changed the world. Like that was kind of my, my thing very early on. Um, and, you know, my parents would always say, you know, like artists don't make money and it's, um, you know, that's not going to work. You'd be a starving artist. You're going to have to get yourself an office job. And I kind of believed that, you know, I, I opted into it. And I remember, like, reading through, like, the careers book at high school and trying to find a job that would be, like, the perfect fit for this kind of, like, Leone embodiment of cells. Um, couldn't find anything. And um, it was – so I sort of went on this sort of spirally journey looking for my right fit in the world. So I studied at three different universities and I ended up in Canberra and I worked in Joe Hockey's office, funnily enough. Um, he's a major wanker in person, as he's on TV. Um, <laughs> That's an Australian politician for the overseas listeners, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and he also happens to be a major wanker. Um, so um, it was, you know, like I was kind of submitted to the path, oh, well, you know, I just do just have to work. I'm really sorry if you can hear storms at the moment as well. Sorry. I uh, live... I live in far north Queensland. It's it's cyclone season. This is what happens. Oh, that's all right. I, have, I hope it comes down here. It's too hot at the moment. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I was kind of just trying to find my path, and my path was just to keep playing until I found it. Um, and when I was 21, 
it, you know, for me, it felt like the longest time searching for what I wanted to do. Uh, but, you know, 21 is still quite young. And when I was 21, I found a sacred women's circle that I really resonated with. Um, and after that, I started, um, you know, going on to teach other women about this work because I just felt like it was so, so important. So I started running retreats in person and um, like creative goddess workshops and that sort of stuff. Was was that online to start with, at least for the marketing of it? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all, really. Like I was went into it totally obtuse, um, just with that real heart desire of wanting to create something. And it was just through my personal network and right. um, that people were finding out about me. And I started blogging just because it was like getting to share your diary with the world and. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm kind of like an open book. Like I'm definitely an oversharer. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I like, and I'm always constantly going, oh, that's right. Like people have to have boundaries about what they talk about. Shit. Like I just, yeah, just try and remember that, Leone. Um, and <laughs> just, just to put this in the context, that blog, when, what year was that started? Oh God. I think it was, it was 2004, August, 2004. Wow, you okay? I started my first version of a blog in, I think, September of two thousand and four. You beat me by one month, Leonie. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny, and yeah, I, it just felt like everything was so ripe. And I look back on those days, and I kind of miss them because it felt like the wild, wild west of the internet. Like it felt like nobody was inhabiting it. Um, and if you were actually talking on there, it was like a really unique thing. And yeah. now, like, everybody fucking talks on there, of <laughs> no. course. But yes, we're not, then, we're not unicorns anymore, huh? Yeah, totally. It, you know, it just felt like this new territory. And I was just blogging because the sheer love of writing and sharing artwork was so exciting. And then people started asking me if I could buy my shit. And I was like, what? You're kidding me, right? Like, you want to buy something? That was like the funnest thing I've ever made in my life. Um, now, when you say you're, you're I'm going to say stuff. Sure. <laughs> I can't swear. Um, did you have a range of products or were they just saying, listen, we love what you're writing on this blog. Do you have a course we can take or do you have physical products we can buy? Like what were they actually wanting from you? Oh, sure. So I was, I was painting um, and sharing like the paint, the illustrations and artwork I was doing. Um, and so they wanted to buy the like original artworks and prints and um you know they wanted to commission their own kinds of artwork wow. like all my ideas came from them basically um they were like we want this we want this we want this like, all right oh my fucking god okay um and and then i started sharing about the retreats and the workshops that i was doing and everyone was you know everyone on my blog was like fuck like i live in canada i really want to do this course with you but i can't because i don't live where you live um and so i thought oh okay and that's when i started doing online programs because people were asking for them and yeah i thought maybe 10 people would sign up and i think we got over 150 for the first round, which was huge because that was the size of my mailing list. Okay, okay. Got to ask two questions here. First of all, sure. where were these people coming from? Because it sounds like you've got rabid potential buyers ready to go. And, and obviously today that doesn't really happen by chance anymore, does it? You sort of you can't really start a blog and put your artwork up there and you've got this magic following instantly. I, I, I think we both agree that 
2004, 2005 was a bit of a different environment. So you could just start publishing and potentially build an audience. But did you do anything to grow what you were doing then in terms of just building traffic? Uh, well, you know, it was totally unstrategic of me. But what worked for me was, um, you know, I was a part of a lot, a lot of um, forums at that point. Um, you know, like BB Press kind mm-hmm. of forums, like mm-hmm. b- before the, the days of Facebook. Um, and, you know, there were just really cool bunches of women. And so I would turn up and I would share my story and I would just be full ball only like every day. And it wasn't, I think this, this is the thing, if you're being strategic about it, it becomes really draining. But if it's your, a real joy, then it's like the thing that you just love doing that you want to do. So I was forming all these really super close connections in forums that 10 years on, I still have people um, from my forums who have bought things ever since then and who are still parts of my membership program who, hilariously enough, one of them's even dating my dad now. <laughs> that's right. So like, like, that's fucking awesome. Like all of my closest friends, the person who's dating my dad, all of them come from these forums from like 10, 11 years ago. Like, it's so awesome. You can totally form these connections with people. Okay, so they became your blog readers. Did you, yeah. have, did you have an email list at that point either? Did you learn about that or were you still just blogging? Oh, I was still just blogging. I didn't learn about email marketing really um, probably for like four years. Like I was just blogging and just, you know, share, you know, promoting through those things, uh, through, through those realms. And so, like, my mailing list was so shithouse. I think back and go, oh, my God, I could have got so many emails from that. Okay. So the other question then was this product, you had, I'm assuming, there's no information about how to create an online course that you followed back then, right? So what did you do? How did you create a course and how did you deliver it? Sure. Well, um, one thing that I definitely was and still very much am is um, an over provider. So they got a six-week e-course um, and for each like week of that e-course, they would get a 30-minute video, um, which I did on my webcam out in my garden. Um, I think there was like no editing involved because I wasn't at that level yet. Um, so it was, just, you know, just me rambling um, and it's very cute. I call it vintage Leone. Um, and my dog was in it and it was just, it was super adorable, but, um, super, uh, lo-fi, let's call it that. Um, and then I would create a 30 minute meditation, uh, MP3 each week as well. And my husband's an audio engineer, so he would master it for me. Um, and I would create like a, an accompanying ebook and, and worksheets and I would hand illustrate them. So like every night before the course was ready to be sent out, um, you know, I would be up until midnight, like with my hand in a claw, like handwriting and painting and illustrating um, the e-course notes for each week. <laughs> that's, and that's what you still do today, don't you? Because all your newsletters have hand drawings, I'm assuming. And Totally, totally. Um, they were like fully, fully handwritten. So there was like no typing. I, I include some type in my stuff now, but uh, yeah, it was all, it was really cute, kitschy, handwritten. So how, did you, so you digitized that? So you scanned it and then emailed it or did you like, did you have a protected area on your blog? Like, Cause you didn't have an email list. So how did you give people this content? Oh, so um, I collected all of their emails in a spreadsheet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I, you know, I, and I continue to do this spreadsheet action until I started getting hit as a spammer by Gmail and they'd keep locking me out of my accounts. Okay. And, and so what I was going to do is like just keep on opening new accounts, which is what I did. Um, <laughs> wow. I know, I know, I know. And then somebody told me about um, like Aweber and I was like, oh, my God, like why? Like why have I done this all by myself? Um, so it was, it was very, very naive of me. Um, I, you know, it was all super handmade. Every time somebody emailed the product, I'd email them back. Um, there was no automation happening there whatsoever. How did you get paid? Um, it's cash so in the I, mail, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, I actually did work out how to set up a PayPal account. So, bing, like, that's a bonus point for Leonie. There you go. You were somewhat advanced. Okay, so uh, take us forward. Then you're doing this, you're writing the blog, you're selling your first course. I'm assuming by now you've gone, this is my job, this is my full-time income source, right? No, no, no. I'm no. like, I'm super, um, well, you know, it, it was it was generating money, but I'm super a... Um, Conservative? I'm really debt adverse. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that I was... Oh, God, that was loud. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Thundergods. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I really wanted to make sure I was earning like above and beyond before I gave up my, you know, very cushy... Uh, public service job. Right. So I, I remember like there was definitely a certain point for me where, you know, I, I think I was earning, I can't even remember. So, you know, I was doing maybe 15, 20 a year um, and it was, you know, still hobby, still hobby-ish. Um, oh, God, thunder gods. I swear to God, I haven't angered you. Like, <laughs> we are friends. Um so I, I took myself for a walk and I was like, right, okay, in the next year in order to quit my job, I want to earn 30 grand and, you know, it has to be like that or above in order for me to even think about quitting my job. In the meantime, like this is remaining a, you know, part-time thing for me. Right. Um, and I remember like coming back and looking at all the figures and thinking there's no fucking way I can work out how to grow this bigger and scale this and know how to build a business like it felt totally foreign to me and that's the point I thought well there's other people out there in the world doing it so there's just going to be something that I need to learn you know and I was like really numbers phobic hippie just creative artist like woo, very whimsical and I thought fuck it I've just got to give myself a business and marketing education because that's the thing that's lacking um that's the thing I haven't like built my muscles up at all and they're like totally flaccid you know <laughs> <laughs> so how did, how did you build that muscle up what was the first step um oh god this oh my god the sky gods are so I, i've never done a podcast with lightning and thunder in the background this is quite unique but you know let's roll oh, with it so yeah word okay it's just like really good folio like super sound effects yeah. um <laughs> it's an action movie podcast it is. <laughs> um so I, you know, I started reading business books and marketing magazines and um, I remember buying my first online course, oh, God, it must have been 2008, I think, and it was from Naomi Dunford and it was $99. And I, at that point, thought $99 was like, holy shit, I can't believe I spent $99 on an information product on the internet. Like that was... 
Like it was sheer terror for me. Um, and I bought it and I implemented everything. And sure enough, I hit 30 grand that year. And every single year since then, I've um, doubled or tripled my income each year. Wow. Okay. So from 30 to 60 to 90, over six figures. And then now you're doing over a million dollars a year as we record this. So yeah. let's, I'd love to maybe bring this current. So it sounds like to bring us up to date, you continue to do what you were doing. Um, were, were there any sort of significant, I guess, tipping points that, broke because obviously there was with Naomi for getting you up to 30 was there something that took you to six figures you can think of or was it just a case of adding more people you know reaching more people did you maybe release a certain product that made a difference like how did what are the highlights of the the from 30,000 a year to over a million a year what are the highlights along that journey um I've just read Good to Great by Jim Collins which I fucking loved oh my god by the way he is coming to Melbourne in March, and I am so there to see him. I'm going to fangirl all over him. Like, <laughs> okay. He's just going to have this hippie like, oh, my God. I don't think he'll know what's coming then, does he? <laughs> I know, right? Um, bless him. He's going to be so lucky. Um, anyway, I love what he says about the flywheel in that it's not about, like, you know, this these certain uh, pushes that make everything expand. It's the daily pushing of this big wheel and it creates momentum. And, um, you know, for me, the, the daily pushing has to been, has been to, um, you know, to edu- educate myself, to always learn new things. And then secondly, and I think this is really important, is to implement them. Like if you just keep on reading fucking books and buying information products and doing nothing with them, then guess what? Nothing's going to happen. Like, you need to like put like your wheels on the ground and start turning it and get some momentum happening by implementing it and seeing what works, what works for you and what works for um, your tribe and your business and then taking note and going, oh, okay, well, that worked last time. Let's, you know, create it again and um, see if we can do even better. Um, another one is, um, you know, I still work part-time hours. You know, I've got little kids and my priority in life isn't work. Um, you know, I love what I do, but it's still, um, I do it in about 15 to 20 hours a week. Um, because you know, kids, um, what do you, what, so, what do you do in that 15 to 20 hours a week? What's like a day in the life of Leone right now? Sure. So, um, each, you know, each, each morning I always, always spend with my family. So I've got a, a baby and a four-year-old and my really, really super hot husband. Um, <laughs> I just feel like I need to put that in there. Good. Uh, <laughs> we'll just clarify. Is Leonie's husband hot? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> um, and, and then in the afternoons from one to five, um, I go into my office and, um, and do my work. So, um, you know, for me, I've worked out exactly what builds my my business and what are the things that I really need to do. Um, and so I'm, I turn up to work and I say, okay, what is it I need to do today to drive my business forward? And just fucking do it. Um, and this is this is the thing, like, you just can't stay too much in your own head uh, and wonder. Like, you just you do you just have to fucking do it and see the results of it because momentum breeds momentum and when you get in the habit of pressing publish when you get in the habit of consistently getting programs and um, projects 
created and gone through and then completed and pushed out into the world, it's so thrilling. Um, so I really love to, you know, get as much stuff completed as I can. So for me, the the really strong areas in my business that I can only do at this point is one, um, one is manage a really great team. So, you know, I try and hire people who are super passionate and have great attention to detail and um, I have to fire those people who don't fill out that mould because otherwise they're just going to take up way too much of my time um, and I just fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm like, I want to quit my job just to get away from these people. <laughs> oh, maybe that's a sign I need to fire them. And, of course, it sucks to fire someone. It's like I will never, ever say it's fun because it really sucks. Um, but still, I think it's really important to have a good team. Um, and then I create all of the content uh, all of the blog posts and social media updates and content for new courses and programs and constantly come out with new new ideas and um, and what else do I do? I don't really know. <laughs> do you do any co- coaching? Are you are doing private coaching or is it all online courses? No, no, um, I don't do any private coaching anymore. And um, you know, I love that other people are offering it because you know it, it's such an, it's so needed in the world, but. You know, I'm definitely not, I don't have that model of kind of like smaller priced products and then up to like hugely priced coaching programs. Mm. That's that's not my style. And, you know, there's lots of reasons for that. Um, but number one is time. Um, I hate telling some, like one person something and then having to tell like the next person that same thing. I'm, I'm not a good explainer. I would rather create a product that goes on to help a thousand people instead of just like one-on-one helping somebody. So how many products do you have right now? Um, so um, each year I produce a, um, a goals workbook. So this year it's 2015 Create Your Shining Year in Life workbook and the 2015 Create Your Shining Year in Business workbook. Um, and we just became a publishing company in the last year to print them ourselves and have mailing houses in three different countries and selling to 73 different countries and um, – so that's been really fun and really full on. Um, and the rest of my programs, I've, I don't even know how many I've got. There have, <laughs> would have to be maybe 10 or 20 or I don't, probably more. Um, and so there's like heaps of creativity and spirituality courses and uh, meditations and business programs. Um, and I, instead of like having those available individually um they're all packaged up so like people pay one fee to my academy and they get everything um like instant and so they can just use it all to their heart's pleasure so i think we've got like i know three and a half thousand dollars worth of product and people can buy it for like 400 like 500 bucks under 500 bucks um that works really well for me because it means i don't have to promote as much because um i just like creating and so for me it just makes more sense to have kind of at the the lower price option for mm-hmm. people to go, oh, my God, no, duh. Like, of course I'll fucking buy that because it's, like, the best investment ever. Um, then have to, like, really be nailing people, telling them, you should be buying this and, you know, getting them to sign up at higher prices because I can't be fucked and I'd rather be painting. Gotcha. But it takes a while to build up all that product, so it's, it's you know, it's a totally. long-term goal. Um, I, I'm curious, though, in terms of if you don't do a lot of promotions, you still must be finding customers somehow. So are they just kind of finding your blog content and then 
joining your newsletter and, and you send out your newsletter pretty frequently. I, I'm on it and I get it, I think, once or twice a week, usually. Uh, and then, because I, I, while you, you have been promoting, for example, your workbook at the start of this year, I haven't really seen much proactive promotion. You sort of just release your content. So do you find people just read your content and then find your products? Like they go click the button for the academy and then look into that and then join? Is that... Um, well, so truth be told, I've done a really shithouse launch um, this year. Thank you very much for picking that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. I don't know. You've, you've, I don't have no idea how many customers you got from that. Well, so. we, we still we still hit the numbers and it's still like super profitable and all that sort of stuff. But um, I have not gone hard guns on like sales letters for it. I definitely wish, uh, like I definitely was wanting to, um, but we're kind of at the point where we nearly sold out of our printed books anyway. So um, it sort of was like, you know, do we really want to nail a list when we've already, we've basically sold out? Yeah, right, no. Um, but I mean so, in general, because that's kind of like a one-time promotion you do at the beginning of the year, but you, are, yeah. you obviously make sales outside of this promotion as oh, well, yeah, right? totally, totally. Um, so, yes, I will have like promo periods where I will send sales letters. Um, but, yeah, it's, it probably is um, a pretty lax way of, sell, of selling. So I just, you know, basically I'm always on Facebook. Um, you know, we've got updates going out all the time to – I don't know how many people are on my Facebook. 50,000? Some, 40-something. I don't know. Who cares? Um, it's growing, and that's the important thing. Um, and, you know, we'll always send out weekly blog content to our, our mailing list, which is at 60,000. Um, and, yeah, people just get the picture. You know, like if you want to dive deeper into the work, here's how you do it. Um, and it works. It works for us. I'm sure we could nail people more, but I just can't really be bothered at this point. Well, no, you're doing seven figures a year. Why? Nothing to complain about. So uh, <laughs> I'm just curious for like the, the listener who, you know, this is a, a model I think a lot of people would love to follow to sort of be yourself and everyone loves you kind of. <laughs> and, they, you know, you build a massive audience and they start buying your stuff, which is usually the hard part, getting people to buy and getting enough of an audience to make a full-time income from it. So not that I want to, you know, belittle what you've done, but you almost make it sound too easy. Like it's just be Leone and people find you and love you and buy your stuff, which is not always the case though for everyone. Well, true. And, and I think too, you know, I do, I, I'm a pretty uh, optimistic kind of person. I'm like, duh, of course it's easy. Um, and my husband's always saying, like, don't forget to tell people, you've been fucking blogging for 11 years. And, you know, I only blog once a week now, but for a long time now, I was blogging every day. Um, and so this is a lot of nights, you know, that when I was working, I was spending a lot of time blogging and creating connections and all that sort of stuff. There's been a lot of fucking hours put into this. And it is momentum. Yes, I'm only working 15 to 20 hours now, but I have so many systems set up in place and it is just momentum built momentum. I'm always um, producing new stuff. I'm always sharing it. Um, you know, I, as, as much as I am not, you know, always geared to be super strategic, I'm definitely always learning new things and trying new things and, you know, trying out new stuff on sale, on squeeze pages and, you know, trying out, okay, if I do this kind of teleseminar, um, you know, what's the, the drawback to my list from that and making decisions off that. So, of course, like, as much as I'm a big fucking creative hippie, I'm constantly making decisions, okay, 
what will drive the company forward, what is going to grow it in the biggest way, how can I protect my energy in the meantime because I know that it's my energy that is a real driver for this company. Um, And, you know, it's definitely still analytical decisions being made every single fucking day and, you know, when I'm feeling really like, oh, I don't really feel like doing anything today, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm just kicking myself up the ass going, well, fucking do it. Like, get accountable. Do it. So I'll go to my mastermind um, or I'll talk to my accountability buddy and I'll give them a list of the things that I need to get done that day and I'll go through and nail it because I'm definitely one of those people who um, likes to perform uh, and likes to perform publicly. And if that means that productivity needs to be a performance art, then so far can be it. But my loyalty is always to, um, one, the company, but most of all to sharing what I know um, with as many people who need it because I know there's lots of people out there who are fucking suffering or who want to know the things that are inside my brain and so it's my duty to go out and try and find them. Um, so that's that's how I kind of look at marketing. Is def- There's definitely shit happening. It's definitely, you know, happening. But, of mm. course, it's... It's pretty joyful for me. It, it sounds like you've positioned it where you are predominantly the content creator and get to do the main thing you enjoy, which is, it sounds like the artwork combined with the, the, the sort of sharing of your ideas. That is what you enjoy. I'd love to just take a look at how you managed to do that, in particular with who you hired, because like yourself, I mean, I, I don't, I don't love, for example, creating long sales pages. Now, you've got some doozies there. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> and full of artwork. So I know it's, you haven't outsourced the artwork part of this, but are those sales pages, did you, do you have a copywriter on your team? Do you have, um, maybe, no, maybe you can break down who does sure. your copy, but also who's on your team and what they do. Sure. Um, so basically, um, you know, for me, I believe that copywriting and sales pages and sales writing and email sales letters. Um, I believe like that's something that every person in online business needs to invest in their own education for and to try it out and get really good at it because that's the gold in the business. Um, so all copy is mine. Um, and, you know, and I definitely have spent a lot of time reading books that I feel like are going completely over my fucking head. Um, but you know, parts of it sink in. Even if it's only like 10% sinks in, great. You know, we'll just try that in the mix and see how it converts. Um, and, you know, I'm not at the point where I'm like A-B split testing pages because at this point it's too much my brain to wrap around yet. But when I do, I'm going to be a fucking brilliant guru at it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but, yes, the, the copy is all mine and I really do love long sales pages because I am not – the most, um, I don't know, I'm just not efficient with words. There's a lot of things that I want to say. <laughs> right, so you're not long long for the hope of trying to convert more, even though obviously that's a goal too, but you just want to say everything you want to say. Yeah, well, there's a lot of shit to say about my products. And, you know, I definitely include lots of testimonials and um, I just... I want to show what the value is of the product. And, you know, I try and make it easy for people. So when you're scrolling through, like, the great tomes, I think somebody, one of my VAs looked at it and she was like, oh, my God, it takes 90 scrolls to get to the bottom of this sales page. And I'm like, woo! (laughs) (laughs) You don't Um, get a prize for that, but maybe you should, right? (laughs) Um, 
what about your team? Who else is there? So there's no copywriter. That's Leone. Yeah, that's that's, that's moi. Um, and I have two VAs and one tech person. Wow, you're lean. You're about as lean as me. So uh, the tech person, I, I imagine the VAs, customer service, administration sort of tasks with the tech person are they because i know you're using infusionsoft now so you moved away from aweber right so are they kind of doing all of that for you totally um so we we um hire a team we contract to a team it's animus web um and we just we just fucking love them to be so the best bunch of blokes to work with ever oh my god like this is above like this is how much they go above and beyond. Uh, we had major issues with our US mailing house for our workbooks. And basically this crazy lady in the US was holding our books hostage. Um, and we couldn't like, and, you know, it was like the middle of our launch and we had so many, um, you know, people wanting to know where their books were. And we're like, oh my God, we need to get them out of this crazy mailing house and we need to get them to somewhere more efficient. But because of the whole Christmas breakdown, um, we couldn't do it like in the time that we needed to do it in order to, you know, make it up to our customers because that's like the most important thing in the world. Um, and one of, one of the tech guys from that company, they took a road trip across America. No fucking shit. They got a huge truck and they drove from the east coast of America over to the west coast for us, picked up the books along the way and took them to Las Vegas um, to take them to the and like they they drove like during the night through wow. like terrible snow conditions and they just went above and beyond and like the sweetest things ever like I can't even imagine like can you imagine a tech company doing that for no, you that's, that's incredible that's ridiculous I know so um, what's what's their address again just spell it out clearly yeah sure it's a n i m a s web dot com Okay, wow. That's uh, not what I'd call a tech person's job either. I was thinking I coding in little HTML design, you know, not driving a truck. I know, right? So, oh, bless them. I just, I just can't even speak highly enough for them. And that's the kind of people that you want on your team, people that will just do what it fucking takes in order to create an amazing outcome for you and for your customers because they're the really important ones here. Okay, so tech, virtual assistants, Leone on copy and creative pretty lean not not and that's amazing you're obviously getting high leverage to to get the kind of numbers you've got so yeah. it sounds like I, I, in my opinion a personal opinion like the ideal situation because you haven't overcomplicated it with lots of people uh you get to express yourself through your creativity and your ideas and people love what you're doing and want to buy it and you make money yes you work hard in all the content you produce and being on social media, but that's what you enjoy doing, like you said, so you want to keep doing it. Can we, for the, I guess, the last few 10, 20 minutes here, um, turn the attention to the listener who is the newbie, who doesn't have 10 years worth of blog content, keep bringing them an audience, doesn't have tons of product available to sell in this amazing package, isn't an artist either potentially because you know that's an advantage you have um what do you tell the newbies nowadays who are just getting started if like yourself though they do want to make maybe let's say six figures at least selling whatever their creative output is using online business what do you how do you guide people um so one i just want to say like even though it's you know like me and yara were born in the wild wild west the internet days holy shit, like, this is still, like, newfoundling territory. Like, 
Don't be all like, oh, well, 1% is occupied. Looks like I missed my train. It's like, why bother getting in? Like, fuck that. Bad attitude, man. Like, it's there is so much possibility and so much more potential. And I think it's even more exciting nowadays because now, like, more people are using the internet and getting more comfortable with buying shit off the internet and are starting to get somewhat of a clue because back in 2004, you know, you'd, like, try and create an online program and we'd get people like going well when is my binder turning up in the mail and you're like no dude like when I say pdf like that's that's a digital download um whereas now people sort of have a clue about that which is really nice so there's still 100% potential and possibility out there um two you know I think it's so important for you to know exactly what it is that you want to create and just fucking do it your way like, don't try and do it any other way. Like, the whole Marie Folia, I mean, woman is bomb at the things that she's doing. You know, she's amazing. But I see so many sites that are, like, really trying to be Marie-ish. And, like, it puts me to fucking sleep all the time. Like, Marie's doing Marie. You do you. And you do it in the way that you want to do it because the world fucking needs that. You know, like, I'm a giant hippie and so I so believe that, like, everybody has their own voice and everybody has their own quirks and um, interesting bits about them. And we've just got to be honest about them because this, that's the, where the joy is in life. Like don't try and fit in, just stand out, just be what you be you. Um, and then the people who are like you will go, Oh my God, thank God I can learn from this person who speaks my language because there's hundreds of people that are talking business and marketing out there Um and the, people, the things that I hear most from my people is, oh, thank God I found you because I didn't understand what any of them were saying, but at least you speak in unicorn language. <laughs> um, at least you make me giggle while we have to learn this boring shit. And I'm like, yeah, that's the spirit. Um, so just do it in the way that you want to do it. Um, and then keep on stepping up every single day and asking yourself, okay, what is it I need to do today to Build my, build my business, what do I need to do to grow it? Um, and if you limit your hours in your business, that's fucking great because I totally believe that I get more done in my short work day than what most people do in their full day because they're like, oh, okay, well, I've got eight hours ahead of me and they plod along like a horse whereas I kind of run in like a racehorse, like, right, okay, I've only got a certain amount of hours before my kids start screaming for me. So, you know, there's, there's a real push there and plus I've got a lot of energy um, <laughs> from, from, you know, having a life. Like everyone should have a life. It's really important to have a life and not let online business become your life because that's fucking boring, man. Like it's fun, but have some balance. In terms of a, a practical first step, do you still advocate start a blog, create yes. a digital product, build an email list? Is that the basic formula you recommend? Totally. So, um, one, you know, a lot of people create like their Facebook page um, and start their business off their Facebook page. Like, sure, go ahead, do that if you want, but know that Facebook can fuck you up at a moment's notice. Um, and you are not building a real sustainable business for yourself. You're not. Like, if you're just doing it that way, that is not a sustainable business that's going to easily take you up to six or seven figures you definitely still need to be creating your own website owning your own domain creating your own world creating your own mailing list um you know email is 
always going to be around. Email is always going to convert better than Facebook um, because it's like it's like playing in a casino. Like you might, and this is in reference to Facebook, you might think, well, you know, if I gamble a little bit, you know, I'm sure I'll win. But you're like, no, the whole point of a casino is you're walking in to make them money. Like that's the point of it. They're, they're the ones making money. And that's the same thing with Facebook. Facebook. You're entering into Facebook's territory and they're always the ones that can be making money. Um, and, of course, it is a massively awesome marketing tool, but don't forget the MySpace rule. You know, there's a lot of people out there who built up massive fan bases on MySpace, and guess what? They don't mean shit anymore. So you totally still need to have everything pointing back to your website. As far as, like, digital product, who fucking knows? Like, if you want to create a digital product or if you want to create a printed product or if you want to do everything live... Who cares? If you want to sell shit, great. There's so many ways that you can make your money, um, but you have to apply yourself to business. You have to apply yourself to marketing. You have to apply yourself to copy and testing and seeing what works and being and, you know, really understanding who your people are. That's, that's fucking gold. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to put the swearing uh, warning on this uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably super important. Hey, I, I ended up having to speak at um, a, a, a business women's club here in, here in lovely far northern Queensland, Cairns, and they asked me beforehand, they said, please, can you not swear for this? <laughs> um, and because they'd had complaints from people who swore a lot before. And I was like, fine. But I totally managed to say vagina twice and boobs once. And I just felt like that was still really important. Like I just... Little high five for myself. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if they're out. swear words, but if, 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 as long as it makes you feel happy about your work, <laughs> it makes you feel really happy. Plus, I tried to do it like while I was staring at a guy, just so that he would be like, "Oh God, she's staring at me when she says vagina." Oh no, the hippie, the hippie, get me away from the hippie. So it was great. I did, just a bit of, you know, I love doing a bit of TMI. It's it. That's when I feel most alive in the world. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Um, the uh, I'd like to get your website address out too because we you have mentioned that you have huge sales pages and you don't, you don't even know how many products you've got available for sale or inside your your academy. Yeah. So people yeah. can check that out. So is it LeoniDawson dot com is the best entry point for you? Yeah, that's correct. So Leonie is L E O N I E Dawson D I W S O N dot com. Okay, so going forward for you, Leonie, what you, is the goal sort of just keep building what you're doing or is there something significant new on the horizon for you? What's, what's up next? Um, so next, um, next week we're moving across the country. Um, we like to do crazy things, so we're moving down to Tasmania. Um, and I feel like it's going to be really, really fun because I feel like I've been, I've been a hermit in the mountains, in the village, hippie, like in this very small little village up in the mountains. Um, and so I feel like I've just been hiding out here for a couple of years. And I feel like I'm going down to civilization again. And I know I'm going to Tasmania, which, you know, would make a lot of people laugh. Going, <laughs> Tasmania, civilization. I'm like, man, it has got big W. And that really excites me because it's been an hour's drive for us. Um, so I feel like I'm going to be out in the world again. And um, I'm going to go see Jimbo Collins and make him feel really uncomfortable at the Growth Summit. Um, and I just feel like I'm going to go out into the world and meet other people this year because I feel like I've been like become like the biggest goldfish in my little 
fishbowl, if that makes sense. Mm. And so I need to, like, go get my mind blown by people who are, like, totally kicking my ass mm. and who are, like, a million dollars a year. <laughs> oh, yes, back in the day. I remember when. And they're, like, doing, like, 50 million, 100 million, like, a billion. Like, I want to be around those kind of people so I can extend my mindset. Um, I also want to, uh, we're just about finished raising, nearly got enough money together to build a school um, in a third world country through Pencils of Promise. So I'm like, oh yeah, um, philanthropy is kind of really massive for me. I want to be like the next Bill Gates, but with like way hotter and way more liable to talk about vaginas because I don't think Bilbo goes that way, but whatever, it's fine. I would love and accept him if he did. Um, and I just want to see people live because I feel like I've been hidden away and I just want to get, I just want to uncomfortably hug people like for an awkwardly long amount of time and giggle raucously and be very, very naughty at live events. So wherever I can do that, that would be so awesome. And I'll probably still, you know, you know, I will still keep growing this business because why not? Well, the the live events are in for a shock, I think, this year coming up, Leonie. <laughs> lots of, lots of uncomfortable hugs. I do love <laughs> the fact that you've, done as well as you have being a hermit though you you have lived in the mountains for most of the time you've grown a seven-figure business no supermarket even nearby that's that's a testament to how the internet can be used no matter where you are and and yeah great example totally and i mean i've never even been to a business conference i've never even been to a business workshop people are like oh do you know this person this person i'm like no i'm like i haven't even been outside fucking hermit village well there hasn't been a lot of interviews for you about you either i i I don't know if you've appeared on many podcasts in the business world before no No, i haven't so i still feel like i feel like this hippie that's kind of accidentally ended up at the business party and like oh hey guys (laughs) it was an accident but it's here i'm here now (laughs) um so i think yeah this is one of the first podcasts i've done i've done you know some spiritual stuff before um, but yeah, now I'm starting to feel like a little bit legit now. I'm like, huh, yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm happy to kick off the potential new round of business podcasts you might do now as a result. So, um, Leonie, thank you for coming on and sharing your very open and uh, very personality-driven business, which I think comes through so clearly in this podcast. If, I think the one big takeaway I think to give to the listener is if a person like Leonie can be herself and that actually is a distinct advantage to build a successful business then anyone can do the same with their personality as well so uh you know be yourself is by far the the biggest takeaway um thanks yaro i can't wait to meet you and give you an awkwardly long hugging person (laughs) yeah yeah, and you're gonna stare at my face and say vagina aren't you i know it so um, (laughs) awkward um leonie thank you um hopefully i will see you soon (laughs) Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm giving you, like, the heart single, like Ellen does on her show. Like, thank you. Like, I just, I'm so appreciative. And you guys fucking rock. And you rock. And, like, I'm so hashtag fangirling right now. Okay. Thanks, Leone. <laughs> and for all the listeners, if you want to grab uh, the notes to go along with this episode or any of the other podcasts I've done, you can go to entrepreneurs-journey.com or Google my name, Yaro, Y-A-R-O, and you'll find everything there. Thanks, Leonie. Thank you to everyone listening in, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye.